For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 272 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify video users, rate and review the show. And everyone, go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Ken Clark, what up? What up, D. Corey C? What's going on? What's up, Tiger Nation? Ken, man, it's we're approaching October in full football mode, but you got to know when to press yeah. pause, right? You got to know when to hit the brakes. And I know you've been on this for a while, and the, the fans may not know, but we're both basketball guys, right at heart, first and foremost. Amen. So we we All love, my life, man. yes sir, yes sir. <laughs> we love this time of season. You've been pushing for this for two, three months. I say, can't wait, man. Let, let's get foot, football kicked off. Let's get into that, <laughs> and then we want to get to it. But it's that time, man. It's right around the corner. Time for some basketball, and the fans will absolutely love this episode, this show, this guest. He is a former Dandy Dozen at your high school, Ken, Murrah High School, where he played, fun fact, one season alongside A.D. Ashley Robinson. He is, was former Mr. Basketball in Mississippi, McDonald's All-American, Parade All-American, SEC Freshman <laughs> of the Year, SEC Champion, NBA All-Star. You can see how excited I'm getting Ken Clark. NBA <laughs> Champion. What am I missing? Am I leaving anything out? Sign of the city, man. Jackson, Mississippi's on, man. And the most important thing, he is the head coach for your Jackson State University <laughs> Bears basketball Tigers. You know, the bad. Hey, coach what about an intro, right? <laughs> hey, listen. You're my hype, man. You're officially my hype. Man. Appreciate it. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. What's up, Mo? What's up, What's going on? What's going on, family? There you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. I think I think we got to call him Coach Mo. I hope I don't slip up and say well, Peanut. No, no, no. I, I, I'm gonna tell you. I, I watched the uh, Swag Media Day, and he mentioned Peanut. I was like, oh, he went there. So yeah, I threw it in there a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little, fun, little funny story about it too. It's like, you know, I'm home now, but I just kind of been gone working in other states and things like that. And it's crazy because I'll I'll run into someone from Jackson just in weird places, and I could just hear someone say Peanut. I look mm-hmm. around. That's somebody from Jackson. So uh, absolutely. It happened to me a few times. <laughs> yes, indeed. No doubt, no doubt. Well, speaking of that, man, it's been what about six and a half months since you've officially been the head coach. So what has life been like, not only being back home, but being the head coach of Jackson State? It's been terrific. You know, first, obviously, uh, you know, coming in and getting back acclimated to being home. I always had a place here, so I always popping in and out. Yeah. Um, but just getting acclimated, but actually. Uh, having to put put something together, you know, and build something. We had too too many players that then came in that wasn't here last year. Ten new players, 
you know, so we got to recruit, we got to go and do all, we was hitting the ground running. And obviously getting our families um, yeah. here safe, getting homes uh, for my assistant coaches, bringing those guys in. The first two months, it was just me and Coach Trey. Yeah. Um, I didn't have the rest of my staff. Um, so it was just a lot of just building, right? Um, you know, we just really had to kind of put um, both our minds together and, and, and get, get the guys in that we want to get in. Um, and we was able to do that. We're excited about our team. We just started practicing um, mm -hmm. the pitcher practice on Monday. So we, we've had a terrific week thus far, um, finishing up on tomorrow before we get a couple of days off here. So it's just kind of been um, just getting things in order. You, you understand, you know, when, whenever you, you, you build a house or buy a house, you know, you got to get the house in order. You know, you got to go right, buy right. small things. You got to go buy new linen, right? You know, mm -hmm. you got to go buy new sets of tiles or you got to bring in boxes and unpack those boxes. Um, so that's kind of an analogy or example I can give you kind of when you get something that you want to, you know, obviously grab and build, but obviously be successful from day one. It really takes a lot of uh, a lot of patience and a lot of thoughts and, and taking a couple of risks um, that the reward can be very high. Outstanding, man. So, so coach, you you got you, you say you got um, when you first got jumped off, it was just you and Trey. So your staff is fully ready to roll. You know, you just got your first practice jumped off. Uh, talk to us a little bit about since you're in basketball mode, it's about time. When does the season kick off, and how do you feel so far about the team that you and, and Coach Trey and your staff have been able to put together? Like you said, ten new faces. Talk a little bit about, you know, who you got retaining and, and who you bringing in, and, and we'll, we'll let you go from there. Well, I'll start with um, kind of our schedule, you know, and, you know, typically throughout the season, you know, January is kind of when we have a lot of home games because of SWAC season, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but we have a big one, December 14th, that we need to make sure we in full support of. We have Mississippi State in our backyard. Um can't remember the last time we played Mississippi State. How you, how your people work on that before we get off, so we can get a date if we played them um, lately. I'm not sure. I haven't checked that, but it should be exciting, right? You know, it's Mississippi mm. State, big dog, SEC. We and I, the, yeah. they're in our backyard. Um, so we want a good turnout for that. You know, for one, um, but the, but our fans get a chance to see us and you guys too. October 28th, we'll be playing Tuskegee, hosting them on our yard. Um, October 28th for for an exhibition game. Um, so that should be exciting for the fans to just get a look at, you know, what's to come. And the next time they will see us would be December 14th, being that uh, we have to go on the road and play so many games. But that will be huge for our fan base to see us before conference play. Um, so we're excited about that. We're excited about scheduling that game. And obviously, um, November 7th is the date that we we open up on the road, Abilene Christian, and we have a um, we have a tough non-conference schedule. You know, we play Michigan, we play uh, Indiana, we play Alabama, just to name a few teams. So we, we're excited about the challenges that we that we we're faced with. We have to go on the road to play all those teams, obviously, mm -hmm. and um, that should that should you know get us really really prepared for the swag season and. Um, getting into our goals before I get into the individual players. But, you know, our goals is to to host up that trophy at the end of the year and go to the tournament. That's our goal. That's what we prepare for every single day. 
Um, that's the mindset that we have. That's the mindset I have set. Um, so that it's, it's, it's nothing else we want to accomplish but that, right? Um, being short of it or just short of it is not a failure. It's just a disappointment in a way. Um, just something to fuel you for the next year. And winning a championship, I know it ain't easy, and I speak of it like it's easy, like anybody can go and attain it. But I'm big on synergy. I'm big on uh, speaking things into existence. And you say things over and over again, you start to believe it. And um, we speak it every single day, and it comes redundant, and, and it's on purpose. It's by design. Um, getting into the crew that we assemble, uh, we have a great group of young men, I will say that. We have a great group that's together. And building a team and being on a team as a player growing up and countless teams, the better teams and the best teams I've always been on, we've mm -hmm. been brothers. We've been family. And that's all we speak. And we speak that into existence, family, love. You know, we, we mm -hmm. preach that. And first we wanted to bring in a group together that can be together. Um, because in the sports of basketball, football, whatever the case may be, especially in school, even professional ranks um, in, in, a, in a lot of cases, you're with your team and your coaches just as much, if not more, than you with your own family. That's right. Um, right. You know, so so when I say that, you have to be able to not coexist. You got you really got to love your brother. Right. You know, and it's, it's not a coexist. I'm just going to be around him and I don't like him. It's not one of those situations. And teams, championship teams have that, right? Some teams are a little bit different where they have a wild card and they can kind of get through it. Um, but I guarantee you one thing, and I was a part of a championship team in Cleveland where Brun and Kyrie didn't see eye to eye at all times, especially during that time, and they, they both have spoke on that. But I guarantee you I was there personally with myself. They came together for us to come back down 3-1 in Golden State. They, they yeah. was together. They was on the same page. I was there. I was around. It was a totally different atmosphere with those two. So the only way you can become a champion in anything you want to do, you have to be together. You have to trust right. each other. It has to be love. It has to be sacrifice. So those are all the things we're building. You know, we're excited about our team. We have great length um, at every position, far as down low, uh, far as on the wing, which I like. And we have different dynamics, which we have some scores. We have uh, really good point guard play. And I'll start with our point guards. Uh, we have Chase Adams um, from Chicago, tough as nails. Love him. Always loved him. He started out at the University of Portland, played as a freshman under Dan Terry Porter before he was let go. Yeah. And, you know, with him, I love his tenacity. I love his grit. Um, I love his leadership. But he's a born winner. You know, he left and went to junior college at Salt Lake City Junior College. They was the number one junior college in the country. Um, That's right. So they played in the national championship game. So I wanted to make sure who I was handing the ball to was somebody that, that, that believes in winning and knowing what winning means. And that's a lot of sacrifice. And if your point guard is the first to sacrifice, it's a domino effect. It will follow. Um, I love the kid that we brought in, Kevion Hunt, you know, freshman. You know, from Chicago, mm -hmm. from Callaway, Callaway. Guard, mm -hmm. from Jackson, um, homegrown kid. Uh, made me feel good to be able to grab a kid out the city, especially my first year here. And, I, and I've been very impressed with him. I liked him. We recruited him at Alabama State. Um, so able to get him at Jackson State was great. Um, his family from, uh, went to Jackson State, so it was kind of a, 
uh, a win-win for both both of us. I'm from here. So he's going to have a bright future. He's going to be able to back chase up this year, um, get get some minutes and, and kind of grow into that role, obviously, when when, when Chase leaves. So I, my, my point guard situation, I'm very excited about it. You see little man in the background. But <laughs> uh, I got uh, – hey, listen, guys, I got seven. Already. He already got the ball in his hand. <laughs> Absolutely. So getting to the wing play, I think we're, we're di- dynamic in that, that aspect. We can go a lot of different ways. Um, we long. And I know I'm going to be lengthy because I love my team. Um, Take your time. We got, we got Gabe uh, Watson. I think he's going to have a terrific year. Um, obviously, he was injured last year. Didn't yes. get the opportunity to really show our fans what he really can do. Um, we kind of right. saw some of them, but it was non- non-conference. And fans really can't see him in non-conference. Um, but I, I think with, with our system and uh, what we're doing with him, just getting his mindset right, he's going to be a better player. It's my goal to get him better. Um, so he's going to be really good for us. He's going to be a dynamic scorer for him. I, I expect him to have some big nights for us. And Ken Evans, I think Ken Evans is is really um, close to turning the corner. You know, right. we we joke with him all the time, and we tell him, "Hey, hey, son, you really don't know how good you really can be." Same thing um, we say. <laughs> you know, so we we push him every day. We challenge him. You know, we we always stay on him. You know, so we we feel like he he's going to turn that corner eventually. Uh, he's been blessed. He's red-shirted. He got a COVID year. He's a sophomore paper. So wow. you have no excuse not to be one of the better players in this league for years, you know, years to come. So I'm really excited about his future, just keeping his mindset uh, where we need it to be for him to continue to progress and grow. And, uh, you know, Nooney, well, Jamie Mitchell, another Jackson kid from Forest Hill, sophomore, yep. young sophomore. There's a difference from Ken. Um he got a lot of room to grow, and he's going to be really good. You know, he's a true sophomore, uh, long, 6'5", really getting better and better uh, from 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 my his freshman year here at Alabama State when he was with me from now. You know, he he's making strides there, so he's going to be good for us this year also. Um, Trace Young, the kid I brought from Alabama State, um, obviously his IQ is there. When his mindset is where it needs to be, he's he's one of the better players on the floor. He's dynamic. You can play him inside out. He's got a high IQ. He's going to know each spot. Um, and he's a good piece for us. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to get him. Um, we have Zeke Cook, a junior college kid that I got from Northeast. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, he's a coach's dream. He's a, he's a coach's dream. You know, just yeah. some. That just rebounds the heck out the ball, tough as nails, you know, very coachable. Um, I mean, it's just one of those kids that you know what you're going to get from him every single night. So it's he's going to work himself on, on the floor for any basketball team, any coach. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He just plays. Mm-hmm. He just makes winning plays. Um, and like I said, when you win the championships, you got to have a player like that. You know, on paper, you look at his size, you look at – you know, how he do certain things. He might not be so impressed, but with the rebound, because he's an elite rebounder. But he does he a lot of things really well, really well. So I'm excited about him. And I, and, and down low, uh, we have a kid, uh, Ramel uh, Manziel. He was at Long Beach, transferred in. Um, I mean, I'm really excited about him. You know, we have a couple players on our team if we – come together and everybody sacrifice and everybody do what they're supposed to do and the ball goes to the right people 
which is my job to make sure of a Gabe Watson and a Romeo Manziel, if we had a season we plan on having, those guys should be up for player of the year. Those two guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they do things that's, that's, that, that impacts the game in dynamic ways, you know, so they can get rolling. Just for example, we had a, a team scrimmage, the Romeo Manziel that I'm talking about had 42 and 16. You know, wow. so he can have those type of impact, you know, in um, in a game. You know, so I'm excited about you know that, and 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 you know, I'm, I'm leaving out a few players. I don't want right. to talk about all 15, but I I feel that we have a, a nice nucleus of guys um, that does a lot of different things. That's really successful. You know, guy I haven't mentioned Keontae Cornelius. Cornelius yeah, I yeah. mean, listen, yeah. he can fill it up. You know, <laughs> yeah, he can score. I get big time. Today. today, he had 19. Came bounce back from a, you know, a day from the day before where he, you know, didn't play as much or practice as much and didn't have a good day or had the opportunity rather and came back and bounced back. So that just lets you know because you you go through a season and you have the injuries. You know, you have guys that, you know, not playing and, and being a coach and able to get a head coaching job in my first two years dealing with COVID, I was always missing players. Yeah. You know, so I never was in a situation where I had my whole team the entire season. My That's first true. Year. That's true. You know, so being as deep as we are, mm-hmm. people always say, man, I love to have that problem. I actually do, you know, because I know how to communicate with guys. I know how to mm-hmm. be real with guys. You know, even if you tell them, listen, you, you're not in the rotation. Or I know you want to play 30 minutes, but your slot is 16 minutes. Do your job when you're in there. Now you know. The worst thing about players is not knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just trying to guess what the coaches want. No, I'm going to tell you. You're going to know exactly what I feel, how I want it done, and what you need to do, whether you like it or not, whether you choose to do it or not. Now, that's when coaches come in. I got to put someone else in that'll get the job done. But right, it, would never, right. it would never be a situation where you come out and say, I don't know what he want. What do he want? He tell mm-hmm. me to do this. He tell me to do that. Then I do this. He say this. No, you know exactly what we're looking for and what we want in. And when you're not doing it, you know, I have a great staff and um, Coach Trey Johnson – you know, mm-hmm. Coach Tyler Avent, um, Adams, mm-hmm. Coach, uh, Keith Williams, you know, Coach Khalil Spencer. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. from a staff standpoint, we have a lot of experience in this thing. And we, we have the same mantra. You know, we're a family. So we start, it starts from the top. So from a coaching staff standpoint, we have a really good bond. We have a really good relationship. Uh, so we echo a lot of things. We have a lot of the same uh, mindset. That's why I put the staff together the way I did to be able to, to transfer that mindset to the guys. So when we feel like um, they're taking a step to the side and we never let, let them take a step backwards, we make sure they keep going forward. Um, we don't let them continue to go, go, go to the left because once you go and start going left, eventually you're going to start going backwards. So we try to catch it right then and not let it fluster and, and fix the problem. We're not scared of adversity. We're not scared of controversy. We're going to handle that you know, right then. And just that's the type of coach that I am. That's the type of staff that I promote. 
So, Coach, this is your second time uh, taking over as a head coach and inheriting a team. So talk about some of the challenges that come along with that when you're putting guys together and inheriting guys that weren't necessarily yours, trying to make it work, bringing in some guys. Granted, you did kind of overhaul this roster, a lot of new faces, but what are the challenges that come along with that first year trying to put something together? It's it's extremely hard. So nine times out of ten, when you get a job, eight times out of ten, it's something happened with the program where they had to make a change. Mm-hmm. Whether they weren't good, whether it was something going on as far as a bad environment, whatever the case may be. Um, so when you get a job, you actually want to put your imprint on it, right? And you want to get players that fit your style because the last coach may not have your style. Um, and let me rewind a little bit to, to, to answer your question. It's tough because you don't know the kids that that was there, right? And you want to do right by a kid by nature. Right. And I'm not a fool. I know, you know, kind of what my my name brings and players will be excited like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got him coming. Yeah, I want to play. Yeah, absolutely. And to find out he's not in my plans, that's that's a hard conversation. Mm. That's a hard conversation. Uh, those are t- that that's probably one of the toughest things I have to do. Uh, whether it's getting getting a job or whether when the season over, we have to say, "Hey, listen, we're going to go a different direction. Bring someone else in, not renew your new your um, scholarship." But when you get past that. You have to get past that if you want to be great. And I always sit and tell myself, I want championships, right? And you want to do it the right way. And the old cliche is if you want to go down, go down your way. You know, go down mm-hmm. with your guys that you believe in. And that's kind of what it boils down to, you know. And, and you see a lot of new coaches, you know, kind of do an overhaul, kind of year one, kind of bring this bring their guys in. And it's going to be tough for us this year because typically when you do things like this, it takes a year to kind of put it together. So I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself uh, because I believe in myself. And it's just putting in extra work. You know, when you want something to happen faster, you just work a little bit harder. You just put more time into it. You just put more effort into it. And most importantly, you trust your – you trust your gut. You trust your impulse, and you just kind of roll with it. Um, that's how things happen quick, and, and and you can build in the process of doing that. But it's it's really to a point where building to win a championship year one when you put things together, you just have to be really uh, an accountable coach. You got to it got to be accountable across the board mm-hmm. um, to do it quick, you know and. That's the tough part because you're always on guys. You know, you're always riding them. You're always on them about the little things. If it's class, if it's why your shorts on, why where your other shorts at? Go why <laughs> why you got that? Why you got that on? Take your earrings out. It's just little things, you know, mm. that you just on them about. Um, because you you just you just setting your accountability pulse and getting them to understand that. You're going to be held accountable for every single thing you do. 
And in year three and year four, you're not so tedious about those things because your culture is set. It's not even happening at that point. You right. know, and I think that when you put a talented team team together from day one and trying to compete for a championship, if you don't hold if you if your accountability ain't on a hundred, that's when you see talented teams underachieve. And they never come together. Um so talented players, you know, is 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 it's hard to guard, I'm mean, hard to, to to coach, but from an aspect of, of my liking, I like talented players because I know how to communicate with them and get them to buy in. Uh, coach, to, to build on that, um, so you come in, you know, Coach Brent, who is a staple in Jackson uh, from a high school standpoint, comes to Jackson State with us almost a decade, and you're taking over for Coach Brent. My question to you is, is how much, how important was it when you, when you were going about to set, you know, start recruiting? Because we were watching kind of how you recruited. I, and you went, you went heavy guard first. And I said, that's, that's typical mode, point guard. I'm going to make sure I solidify my guard position. But I do want to ask you this because we all know, Jack, even though, you know, we got Coach Prime and, you know, football is on the high. But Jackson is a basketball city. You know, yeah. how much of uh, when it came to recruiting was it important for you to really uh, get your hand, get a good Jackson player footprint on your roster. Well, listen, I was like, I, like I told you earlier at Alabama State, we was recruiting um, Kevion. You know, so okay. um, you know Jackson. When I got the job at Alabama State, we were, we had, we had our eyes on Jackson. We wanted to make sure we knew who was coming out of Jackson because we we from there. Me and Coach Trey, we from here. We we know right, we right, getting right. out the mud. You know, so. I love a kid from Jackson because I know what's in him, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> so we, we we got our eyes on 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 you know some some guys in schools and if someone in the, in in the area we we're not gonna let them obviously get out of here without us you know shooting our shot. So uh, for me though, it's uh, it's important for me to build the best team possible. Gotcha. Um, that's that's more important than anything. And by doing that is making sure that we know where the talent is and we know what that talent does with our maybe our system, you know, maybe the team that we have already that we bring it in. So a lot of things go into that fit, right? Um, just for example, it may be a kid and you know, as fans, as, you know, guys that know about sports that keep up with it saying, man, this kid was right here in his backyard. Yep. Why you? Why he didn't go get well? That's what they say. What? Mm-hmm. We just signed Kevion Hunt the year before. Mm-hmm. They're the same player. They're the same position. You know, so it gets into those moments. Um, and, you know, what I don't never want to happen is, that we don't know know the kid, we miss on the kid, which that won't happen. Um, our coaches do a good job of in that aspect of recruiting. But for me, it's it's Mississippi first, mm-hmm. you know, and build out. And when mm-hmm. you talk about guys that's, you know, we got a kid from L.A., from Long Beach, and he's a difference maker. That's Romero right. man. You know, like I told you, you had 40 and 16 in practice. So those guys are different difference makers. Uh, 
but you do want to make sure you recruit hard in your state, you know, and obviously I'm from Jackson. The school is in Jackson. You don't want to miss on anybody from Jackson, but I feel like Mississippi as a whole, you know, it has enough talent every single year. And then our Juco basketball is really good. And those teams getting Mississippi kids and, and kids from bordering states. So the recruiting is pretty good. You know, we have a good um, pulse on guys that's out there. We have some scholarships available. So we're looking for the right fits, you know, two or three guys. And, and speaking of that, you know, you talk about not necessarily where they're from. Obviously, you want the Mississippi kids, you want the Jackson kids, but it's more, it's primarily about the fit, making sure they fit into your system. Talk about that system. What, what does the ideal coach Mo Williams team look like? Maybe not in year one, but obviously a couple recruiting class, if we just kind of paint a picture of what that team is going to look like. Well, we're going to score a lot of points. You know, uh, we're going to get up and down. We run a really complex system. It's a guard cut, high post uh, offense, five men mm-hmm. moving at one time. Ball ball, ball dictates the action. Um, it's going to be really good for us. We get up and down the floor. We, I'm, I'm a big guy with not playing fast. Play quick, but not fast. Um, so we push the ball. We have a flow offense that we run into. It's a flow and I know I'm talking in basketball terms, but it's a lot of movement, a lot of side-to-side side pick rolls, you know, we're excited about. But on the defensive end, um, that's where we lay our hat um, because we're going to be able to score the ball so well. They'll be t- The opposing team will be taking the ball out of lot our defensive be to be set. So we work so much on making sure teams got to go through us, not around us. Um, so we, 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 we really solid. We play a gap defense. Um, no easy catches. And obviously, we're big on rebounding the ball. You know, my biggest uh, pet peeve is rebounding because I feel like teams that can rebound the ball, teams that can, that can take care of the ball and don't turn it over, and you make free throws. You do those three things every single game, no matter how bad you shoot. Right. You will be in the game. Yep. Um, so th- th- those three things are very important to me, and that was big on our recruiting. Obviously, getting a point guard that can control the game, don't turn the ball over, going to get some guys that can really rebound the ball at a high level and obviously work every single day and spend time on making free throws because that's what wins you basketball games. And you do those three things consistently and you're able to score the ball and shoot in the high 40s and, and on some occasions in, 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 um, in, in the high 50s, you're going to win a lot of games. You know, mm-hmm. so we, we build – you know, our guys up and we, we're in the process and we just started practicing. So, you know, by the time we get to November, we should be rocking and rolling. By the time our fans see us October 28th against Tuskegee in our building on the yard, I think our fans will be happy with what they see. I, I like the fact that we'll get a chance to see. I, and I'm going I'm to go ahead and do this for you, Coach, since – you know, we got our next two football games. October the 22nd is homecoming. And, and you know, right after that game, you got a big game with Southern. So I'm going to admonish everybody that's, that don't live in Jackson anymore. That might be a good week to stay home. So that mm-hmm. way exactly. we can get that carry over and we can, what, pack the AAC. We always talk about pack the bet, but we want to pack it's the AAC. It's that time. I'm glad, hey, I'm, glad you brought, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing that we need to do, you know, and – People need to come. People need to be excited. Just believe. Believe in this team. I mean, this yep. team going to be good. 
We're going to be good. And every – listen, when I played on good teams, the fans, the fans don't really understand how much you make us better. When I was at University of Alabama, sold out every time we played at home. That fan, wow. that energy was unmatched. When I was in Cleveland, when we was going to the finals and going to East Cup, we sold out every single night. It's loud. Yeah. I'm talking about on a on a on a Monday and we playing the Timberwolves. It's sold out. Mm -hmm. You know, in that game, we don't feel like playing. We're playing the worst team in the league. Okay, man, this is a Monday. This is the fourth game and, and third mm -hmm. game and four nights. And all yeah. of a sudden the them fans just screaming, they hollering, they just give us energy. You know, yeah. so for us to get to, to where we want to get to and win these championships, we cannot do that alone. We cannot do it alone. When you go, when you watch TV and you watch these teams hold up their national trophy, each school that you see hold that trophy up, go watch their home games during the season. Mm. Good point. Go watch their home games during the season. They loud mm -hmm. in there. They pack. They got good a good fan base. They a great fan base. Every school. So with us, we can do that. You know, and I think yeah. it's. Yeah, I told you. See? Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> he just threw it to me. Good. They make this stuff up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But but, oh. but getting, getting back to that. So with. With our fan base, we really need to do a great job of making sure everybody know when we play and figure yeah. out how to get them in the building. Because I, I learned so much where I leave a game. I'm just using an example, previous season. Hey, how y'all doing? Well, we played Monday. When was it? We just played. Oh, I didn't I didn't know. Let me know when the day. You know, I think it's more so if. Let them know too much. Let them know over and over. Yeah. You know, man, yeah, I know. They play October the 28th. I know. <laughs> right, right. I know. <laughs> you know, let it, let us get to that point, you know, and I think yeah. uh, and I think I, people come out, you know, and I think people come out. It's a great time to come out. I'm home. Everything is new. It should be exciting and everything new. Give us a chance, you know, yeah. and come out and support us. Uh, be in the seats. I think that's the most important thing because the support we not we not saying there's no support because we know the support is there, but when it's when it, the presence is there, it's a bit different. It's a it's a whole different ball game. Right, and so we all know all three of us. Any anybody who's been around Jackson, that it, it's possible to pack out our arena because the JPS rivalries do it all the time, <laughs> right? Exactly. Well, you've, been, you've been a part. You've seen the Pro exactly. versus Lanier and you know yep. Murray versus. We played Calvary. all our game. I played there. That's what exactly. we moved our games to. So if we can do it for the high school game, we we definitely got to go ahead and do it for our Tigers. So uh, I want to go back to one game. This is pre uh, conference play, but that Mississippi State game. I think that's huge. December fourteenth to get them at home. And then the women also played Texas that day as well. So how big, cause that's rare. You've been in the SWAC. I mean, you coached at Alabama state. How rare is it to get a power five to come to you? And what does that just say about what the program is, is up to and how important is it for the fans to all games, but especially that game to come out and support. All right. Y'all back. Mm -hmm. There you go. Okay. Wait a minute, bro. So that, that game head. against Mississippi state, uh, not to single it out, but how how huge is it 
for a, a swag school to get a power five to come to their arena not because it's, it's big it's big you know because um obviously how we play our non-conference the reason we don't have a lot of home games because we have to go out and play the mississippi states and play these schools the michigan the indiana they, they they've given us money that's how we raise money that's how we function as a uh, a program how we get to where we want to go and get the guys the things that they need so to get a game like this is huge and still be able to get the support, you know, from Mississippi State. And they was good enough to come down here and play us and we able to get the support, which is tremendous because now our fans, all they got to do is get in the car. That's it. That's it. Get in the car and come support. And the Tuskegee game, the, the Mississippi State game, those two games, I feel like our fans need to be in there strong. Because I guarantee you one thing, Mississippi State fans want to be in there. They they will. So, they will. Um, so I think it, it, it'll be great, you know, to come in there and show our support, give our guys energy, give our guys energy. Um, because we, we listen, we approach every game to win it. We approach every game to win it. And they're able to get them in our backyard and get our fan behind, fans behind us when we're going to be off. When we play that game, we'll probably play eight straight road games. So we'll be able to come home. And that's why I get back to how important the fans will be. Right. We're, we're going to Abilene Christian where their arena hold 12, 13,000 opening night. It's going to be 12, 13,000 in there. Right. You know, and guess how many we're going to have? 20 people. That's it. And that's going to be the players and the coaches. That's it. So for us coming home, when we're at home, we want to. We, we need that energy because we're getting beat up on the road. We're traveling, and we're gonna come right. in here. We're playing Mississippi State, an SEC opponent. There are no there are no slouches. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna need that support. We're gonna need that push. We're gonna need that all, everybody in there with that synergy to get us over the hump. And if we have that, we'll have a chance. You're absolutely right. Fan support is extremely important when it comes to you know. Uh, the energy in the arena and being able to pick the team up. But one thing I wanted to kind of go back and ask you uh, in relation, I know I wanted to throw that out there, but I wanted to talk about your style of play. I had one question I had for you. Uh, the game of basketball has evolved a lot. It used to be a big man's game. Now it's more of a guard-driven game, um, heavy on the three ball. When you speak of your system, and I know you talk about a lot of different cuts and whatnot, how important is the three ball? Was that a major factor because I know we talked about the ingredients, you know, uh, making the free throws, playing good defense, uh, doing the, the, the little things. But how important is the three ball in your system um, when you talk about scoring points? Is that something that you factored in? Uh, well, you notice I didn't mention that in my top three, right? Uh, gotcha. But no, no, it's not. You know, you 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 generate, you know, good shots. Like I told you, um, I run a high post offense. So my offense is coming off the elbow. You know, and our, our threes are made off of uh, touching the paint or hitting the elbow, driving kicks or kickouts. Um, uh, we have pin downs. We have double downs. We have our threes mm -hmm. are coming out of transition, you know, those type of things. But when we get in half court and I have court set, um, the way I've always played, and I've played through different um, segments of how the game is played, and definitely I played in the three-ball era too. But how I coach and how we play, we're inside out. You know, we're trying to get that ball in that paint, uh, whether it's from dribble drive, whether it's uh, hitting the post where they creating help. 
and kicking that ball out for good shots, stepping in shots. And mm. uh, that's how we operate. Um, we, we're big on, you know, shooting a high percentage. We're big on shooting high percentage shots. I'm not a guy that's scared of the mid-range. I was a dead yep. mid, mid-range yeah. myself. So yes, that's sir. part of the game. Um, All right. Yeah, that's a part of that's a part of the game. That's why I made my money. So uh we play out the high post and if you know where the elbow is on the basketball court, that's the mid-range. Mm, and you yep. gotta be able to play and be be deadly out of there. And like I told you with the kid that had 42 and 16 in practice today, guess where he catching the ball at? In the high okay. post. You know, so if you got a guy that can get busy right there and you got wings that can shoot and catch and shoot and put it on the floor, one, two dribbles and be athletic and got a point guard that can get you in your stuff because the the offense is so complex, you you really can be good because it's hard to it's hard for teams to scout because there's so many options. And uh, it's harder it's harder to pick up, but once you pick it up, there's there's no team that can prepare for you in two days. No doubt, no doubt. Last one for you, Coach. Uh, just talk to us a little bit about the buzz in the city of Jackson, the city that you returned to. So when you return home, just tell me what you saw. Obviously, you grew up here. No stranger to Jackson State. Family went there, so you're always at the game. Right. I heard stories of you leaving Alabama on the weekend to catch Jack, Jackson State yeah. homecomings. Oh, I don't know that's, if that's, that's true or not, but no, that's, that's just that's buzz. Like, like what, what does it mean for the city? And, how, and what do you, uh, you know, just you seeing that, what does that mean to you? Yeah, that's a fact. First of all, yeah, that was my freshman year. I went down about my freshman year, and we was playing Tennessee that weekend. They was like, man, you going to the game? I said, man, no, I'm going to Jackson. Jackson State homecoming is this weekend. And I hit the road and drove two and a half hours. But uh, to answer your question, for me, like, trying to find the words to say it right. Like, I'm – like I'm a, like I'm real like I'm real Jack like I'm real Jacktown right Jacktown like I'm from like I'm from here this yes sir I'm from here <laughs> so being away from here I've always you know really kind of pumped my chest out like man what you, I'm from I'm from the Jack like yeah yeah like yeah. proudly proudly you know so kind of answer your question you know with 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 Dion. Doing what he doing, and let's talk about Coach Reed. Like doing, like we yeah. went to high school together. So even when she started winning, I'm listen. I'm hitting her like, man, I'm proud of you. You know, keep doing your yeah. thing. You know, things like that. And you know, obviously with Prime coming with the statue that he um, imposes just on the world. You know, to be able to you know captivate that into this little bottle that you call Jackson State, nobody yeah. could imagine that, right? Nobody could imagine it. And when the world first heard, especially in Jackson, you didn't believe it, you know, until it happened. You know, you just right. kind of we get Dion, oh whatever, Dion ain't coming mm-hmm. up Jackson State. That's probably everybody first, yeah. you know, uh reaction. Yeah. Um so that that lets you know the magnitude of just him, you know, coming here and just being able to prove to the world that like he really do this. Like I really coach. I really can go recruit these guys. I really can build young men. Um, for me, just on the outside looking in, I was just so proud to say I was. I was just proud to say I'm from. That, like that's my city, man. That's my school. Like that's that's home. Um, and they come full circle to just be able to come into this, this opportunity, not planned, not predetermined. 
just kind of not knowing, you know, just saying, get into the coaching. This something I love to do. All right, let's see where it goes. That's kind of how I started. And mm. I got into it, and I'm like, well, I, I love this. I love this. And it, it, it became something that, you know what I want to do, because I, when I retired in 2016, I did a year of broadcasting with the SEC Network. And I realized real quick, that ain't what I want to do. You know, because... <laughs> <laughs> because um, I thought it was because mm -hmm. it was like, okay, it's less travel, less day-to-day, -day, still around the game. Yeah. But then I realized that I'm around the game while I'm calling the game, but I have absolutely, absolutely no mm – -hmm. I can't do nothing about the outcome. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so that bothered me. So it was like – because I'm watching the game and I'm commentating. I'm like, why? I'm thinking to myself, like, why they run that play? Why they do that? Why they do But I'm saying something different. Right, right, yeah. Like, man, I can, I can do this. Like, you know, once I learn the ins and outs of, you know, uh, institution of how they mm -hmm. run and how you need to just do all that, which was me getting baptized when I went to Northridge for two years as an assistant, learning from those yeah. guys and then mm -hmm. just getting thrown in the fire in the worst time you can be a head coach in the first year COVID started. COVID. And then yeah. with last year. So for me, it's like it, the fire was burning. They just threw me in there. You froze up, coach. You said they there threw you, you in there? All right, yep, yeah. and they just threw – I got you. All right, and they just threw me in there. So, you know, for me, I'm I'm where I need to be at the right time. It just, it just came full circle because it's like it's nothing that has hit me that I'm not aware of or don't know how to handle. It's nothing. I, since I've been here and where I am today from day one when I signed, nothing that, that happened that I, I didn't know what to do. Hmm. You know, and that's just things that I've learned from the past. Like, oh, yeah, I've seen this move before. That ain't going to happen. Well, we're going to make sure this, 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 and this, and this in place, you know, already. You know, so it was just things that we learned that ain't have nothing to do with basketball. You know, so yeah. uh, this, this is the time, man. And, and guys, I want to say, listen, man, I, I follow you guys. Obviously, we family kin. And yep. uh, anytime you guys want me to come on, man, y'all just let me know. It's all love. Hey, I'm going to say one thing before you get out of here. I, I know we're closing up, and I feel it's important to say this, because when we when we got the news that you were going to be the head coach, I made it my business to be there. I wanted to be there for the introduction. Um, we got the best AD in the game. Our brother, That's Ashley true. Robinson, coming out of Merrill High School. We got the best basketball women's program in all the college basketball, HBCU, Coach Samiga Reed out of Merrill. We got Coach Prime at Jackson State in best best HBCU football program. I don't think that we could have went a better route. And I'm not saying this because we, you know, we, we we lifelong friends and went, you know, since way back in Mr. Bewley at, at Broadmoor Baptist Church. I'm talking about uh when you look at what A.D. Robinson, we did a show talk called him the you know, the coach whisperer. Uh I just want to say, bro, we we um this could have been this couldn't have been a better move for Jackson. I know you know exactly what we need um and 
You're going to do well, man. I, I I have no doubt in my mind. So I'm, I'm excited to get to some games, brother, and, and definitely rooting for you. And uh, anything we can do to, to support uh, and push anything, feel free to let us know. We'll push it on the platform. And we'll be there. Tiger Talk will be in the building. October what, 28th? October 28th. We're going to be there. Jackson State versus Tuskegee. Be in there, yep. man. Love yep. you, bro. Appreciate you, man. All Bye, the best man. to you. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. And that'll do it for episode 272 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify video users. Rate and review the show. And everyone, go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Video, YouTube, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag Pack the AAC. Hashtag the I love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.